welcome to episode 575 of the PS Nation podcast. Happy Mother's Day to any of the moms that listen. And to all the moms, especially Michael's mom. To putting up with him. So I'm a good good son. <laughs> you keep right. telling yourself that. <laughs> Alright, so joined as normal for the last couple of weeks by Josh Langford. That's me. And uh, Michael Swick. I'm the good son. Not like the Macaulay Culkin movie, um, but I'm like an actual good son. <laughs> All righty. So, um, pretty basic show this week. A uh, couple news items, a couple reviews, a couple questions. Um, nothing too crazy. Nothing. No no big hits going on or anything today. So, we'll just kind of go through and see how this goes. So let's get into it right away. All right. So, you found the podcast. Thank you so much for listening, downloading, streaming the podcast, whatever you're doing. We appreciate it. And you help in more ways than you understand. Please consider leaving us a review on however you listen to the site. A couple of people have been leaving reviews even on the Facebook page when they listen to it on their computer or whatever they listen to. So, however you listen to the site, if you can find a way to leave a review, leave some stars. It helps us. It pushes us up charts. Um, a couple of you guys left reviews again last week. So, thank you as, as, as well. Um, while you're leaving a review, you know, if you want, after you're done with that, if you want to head over to psnation.com, you can download the direct RSS feed for the podcast there if you want. You can also uh, use Stitcher, um, and then Stitcher has the ability to leave reviews as well. So while you're at psnation.com, you can email us at podcast at psnation.com. You can also leave us a voicemail. Um, I still haven't gotten anything from Glenn, so if you guys have left voicemails, I, I am not aware. So it's uh, WDT-Torgo. Um, maybe when I get five minutes and I actually think of it I'll see if my Skype number actually takes voicemails which I'm sure it does I just haven't taken the time to figure it out um, while you're at psnation.com you can uh, go to the forums um, psnation.com slash forums there's a bunch of people put posting stuff in there about what they're picking up there's complaining about the Far Cry 5 co-op trophies there's you know deals being posted somebody got like Gravity Rush for, like Gravity Rush 2 for like 16 bucks the other day so that makes me want to go buy it add more stuff that I'm not going to play um, and there's other conversations going on in the shout box as well. We also have uh, a Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash psnation page. Um, we post the news stories there as well. Um, a couple of times you'll see a question pop up in there, or we'll put our Ask PS Nation questions up in there. You guys have been interacting on there fantastically, like comments on news posts, um, people filling um, MJC's head with thinking that he actually has good suggestions for couch co-op games. Um Oh, I do. My gaming tastes elite. Uh, the other uh, social media platform that we use on a regular basis is Twitter. Uh, the main account is at PS Nation. Josh's is at PJF Josh. Uh, Michael's is at the first MJC one ST, and mine is at the Destiny Dave. Um, you can also support us on uh, video services. Of uh, I'm sorry, you can support us through the affiliate links, psnation.com. Um, on the left-hand side, there's an affiliate link, there's an Amazon link there, there's a Best Buy link, there's a GameStop, there's a Target, there's a Walmart. So just click that link, see if those are any of the stores you shop at, click uh, click on that store, it'll take you to the webpage, nothing changes. If you purchase something from there, we get a small piece back um, as, a, as a payment, and we appreciate that. Um, you can go to also go to zazzle.com slash psnation uh, for PlayStation Nation merchandise, uh, t-shirts, mugs, ornaments, hats, crazy stuff. There's, there's still like team beard shirts and stuff on there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, video services uh, twitch.tv slash psnation um, where we stream uh, mostly me lately um, streaming uh, I streamed Destiny la- last week a decent amount I think I streamed like 9 or 10 hours straight on Tuesday when it came out 
because I'm crazy. Um, but there we are an affiliated Twitch channel, so you can uh, donate bits to us if you want. You can uh, use your Amazon Prime sub, which is free if you have Amazon Prime. You have a Twitch Prime sub that you can, if you are gracious enough to give that to us, thank you. Most of you have done a fantastic job of doing that. We appreciate it. Please check it. Uh, if it's been you know a couple weeks, just check to see if you're still subbed to us. If not, please you know go on your browser, take a couple seconds, and, and resub to us. We'd greatly appreciate it. Um, and then we also have youtube.com slash psnation. There is a brand new Onrush preview video on there from Glenn. Uh, he got a early build of Onrush, and he gave his impressions, and it's got a bunch of stuff on there, and we'll talk a little bit more Onrush in a new story. Um, so those are the ways that you can help support the site and interact with us on social media. Um, our PSN names are also on the left side of the page. I realize that I have not been saying that for a while, so... Um, if you would like to add us on PSN, you're more than welcome to, but please just send us a message that's saying you are from PS Nation, and MJC still won't add you because he's antisocial. No, I add you, but then I forget that I'm always offline, so then it's like, oops. <laughs> Josh 2.0. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, new releases, Mr. Langford. New releases. There are some. So there's a game called Space Hulk Deathwing Enhanced Edition. It's coming next week. It's from Maximum Games. Uh, You play as a Terminator, an elite space marine equipped with impressive skills and abilities. Uh, There's different classes, um, special missions for infinite replay potential they say uh it's based on uh, the warhammer 40,000 universe um these games have been around seemingly forever and there's been a flood of them the last like two years yeah you know there was the very first new york comic-con i went to like however many years ago there was a giant warhammer 40,000 thing there uh that was one of the one of like four game companies that were all there in that one little area at the time. So, um, yeah, that's essentially what this game is. It's uh, rated M. It is $39.99. And we have Tennis World Tour, also from Maximum Games. So we go from no tennis games on the PS4 to (laughs) two within a couple of weeks. So I don't know what happened there. Uh, this one seems to have many more licensed uh, people than the other one did. Uh, Roger Federer and a bunch of other tennis people, I don't know, um, says uh, one of 30 of the best tennis players in the world. Uh, realistic animations, blah, blah, everything they're going to say that, you know, it's perfect. Uh, but we'll see. Motion capture technology they did for the different... Uh, pros uh there's 18 different courts five different surfaces uh you can create your own player and go through a career and there you go so that one is 59.99 so better be good (laughs) price how much was the is the ao tennis game Uh, a lot less okay (laughs) i forget the exact price but a lot less um so probably like 39 uh, I think it's maybe twenty nine, if that. Really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I I just off the top of my head, I don't remember. It's all good. Uh, then we have Detroit, 
becomes human. Uh, that is actually coming out on the Friday of next week, May 25th. And we all know what this game is. I don't really need to go into this, I don't think. Uh, this is $59.99. And then we have another $39.99 game. Dark Souls Remastered is hitting the PlayStation 4. I heard this is the Dark Souls of Remasters. Apparently it is. Yeah. Uh, this is from Bando Band, Bando Namkai. Yeah, that's, that's that new game. Banjo, Bando, Bandai. Uh, ba- Bandai Namco. It is rated M, of course, and it is the... Uh, it's the one that kicked off this... God, this game is fucking hard. Uh, no, it's Demon Souls that kicked it off. Oh, you're right, that is Demon yeah. Souls. What am I thinking? This is Dark Souls. It's, yeah. it's these damn Souls things, you know? Those demon souls, everyone would be losing their shit. But honestly, fuck you guys. The Atari 2600 games were harder. (laughs) (laughs) They were made to be harder. Uh, So this one, you know, it's... Well, it says, re-experience the critically acclaimed genre-defining game that started it all. So don't (laughs) tell me demon souls had anything to do with this. That is some bullshit. (laughs) Because it's demon souls. Beautifully remastered, running at 60 frames per second, has the main game uh, plus the DLC, and all four platinum, all four platforms will have dedicated servers. So there you go. That oh, I'm sorry. There is also a beta game. Fuck you. <laughs> yes, there's a beta game called Seven Scarlet, uh, or Seven's Carlet. Uh, because of the way it's written on the box, although if you go to Axis and look at the way they wrote it, it's Seven Scarlet. <laughs> so, I don't know. Um, this is... Uh, I'm sorry. I, I'm late to, the, late to the party here. Um, so it's a, an interwoven story of suspense, romance, and mystery... Uh, You're a brave young woman journeying into the unknown to uncover dangerous truths and locate your missing brother. Uh, So, yeah, sounds interesting. And it is only $39.99, and it is rated T, and it is one of the few physical games for the Vita that's coming. There's only two currently listed on Amazon coming any time in the future. So it looks like things are starting to dwindle quite a bit uh, in terms of Vita physical games. It's been pretty much, I mean, besides, uh, uh, what's her name, Limited Run Games, uh, it's been pretty much all the Japanese games for a while now, and and this is it. All that's listed is this and Psychedelia of the Ashen Hawk, which is June 29th. So these may be the last properly in-store sold physical Vita games. Maybe worth something, people. <laughs> Just saying. That's it. That's all our new releases. All right. So, um... News. Um, I know you just talk. I guess I'll take this first one. Okay. So, um, Onrush 
uh, beta starting soon. So uh, just like I was talking about on our YouTube channel, there's a preview build about eight or nine minutes of Glenn talking about Onrush and showing some of the showing off the game. Um, so this is the one that's coming from Codemasters and Deep Silver with a lot of the team from Evolution. Um, and it's a non-racing racer. So we were talking about a little bit of this before. We weren't really sure how this was going to work. And, um, you know, like with, you know, it looks like it's a class-based Overwatch-style racing game. But if you're still on the fence about it, you're not really sure if that's going to be something that you want. Um, An open beta on is starting on May 17th. Um, so at around um, 2 p.m. BST, and will conclude on May 20th at 10 a.m. BST for PlayStation 4. Uh, players that pre-ordered the game will have the chance to get the jump on the competition, and they can actually get into the beta on May 15th. So if you haven't um, pre-ordered the game, I think probably by the time you're listening to this, the beta will be already in the pre-order part. But if not, you can pre-order and probably get instant access to the beta, or you can just go into the open beta on the 17th. So the beta will feature an interactive tutorial that will lead to the superstar practice, which can be played solo with a photo mode, or they can jump right into the multiplayer with friends and a cooperative mode. Um, there will be two tracks, two modes, and four vehicle classes available during the beta. So um, Onrush comes out on June 5th. So it will be you know right before the E3 rush and probably get buried because people will <laughs> not get a whole lot of time to play it and they have to go to E3. But um, it looked like based on Glenn's video that you can pick, again, multiple different classes, at least in the beta, up to four classes of how you and then your job is to like stop the cars you know like takedowns and heal i think you can heal other cars and things like that to help your your teammates stay alive and you score points and there's really no finish line in this game i don't think i'm gonna like that (laughs) (laughs) that's the whole point of a race to me is to actually get to the finish line and see who wins right but I think a lot of it's people good. were super excited when they heard that a lot of the Evolution team was making another driving game, racing game. Yep. Um, <laughs> yep. And then they found out it's it's a racer that's not a racer now. So I think it's well, kind of going up and down with people's excitement. So. But that was the thing they sh- they showed off like screenshots and everybody was like, "Oh my gosh, it's like the spiritual successor to Motorstorm. This is going to be amazing." And but it's 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 a class based. It's, it's demolition uh, derby style kind of thing, you know. Like uh, so. it's takedowns and burnouts of the game. Yeah. So yeah, I, don't I mean, know about that. I don't know. I haven't had a chance to play any of it. Um, like I said, I watched it. I watched the video. I'm not a big driver, driving, racing game fan in the first place, anyway. So this didn't really like pique my interest. But you know, it, it might be something that's fun. Who knows? But check it out on the beta. You know, hopefully Josh gets some time with it, even if it's only like five minutes. Yeah, I I'll try it. I would like to try it out. I just don't feel very confident i think we'll also if i if i remember correctly i think we will have some codes that we will be giving away through social media and through the forums and stuff like that for the beta as well which i would assume would get you access to to it on the 15th um but today we're recording on the 13th so the podcast will be up on the 16th so late on the 16th so but all right all right all right. Next up. Uh, yeah. No. So this one's a a nice little story. Um, Overwatch is uh, they have released a special limited time uh, skin for Mercy. It's called the Pink Mercy skin, and what makes this special is it is a fifteen dollars skin, 
that all the proceeds will go to the Breast Cancer Research Foundation. Uh, so it's a skin that is available until the 21st. It won't be available afterwards, but you can pick it up. Um, and it's a really actually it's a really nice uh, mercy skin, and it's for a great cause. Uh, there was a little bit of controversy in the in Europe because the PlayStation Store uh, specifically says that they will not uh, that only a portion of it proceeds are going to charity, but it turns out that it was just a uh, like a, a tax thing, and Sony had to come out and say they are not making profit off of the skin. And if you look on the U.S. PlayStation Store, it specifically says 100% of the uh, uh, funds go to the Breast Cancer Research Foundation. So if you play Overwatch and want to get a cool limited skin and also uh, donate to a good worthy cause, uh, then check out the Mercy skin. We have a post on our site with like a video that shows uh, what the skin looks like. And then uh, Overwatch is also doing a bunch of other things to raise money and awareness uh, to get special sprays and like twitch emotes and stuff like that so check out our site for uh links to uh unlock all the the charitable uh things that they're doing so i thought it was a it was a cool thing that like over uh overwatch is doing it's 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 one it's still one of the most popular games so the fact that they're putting out this limited skin you know 15 dollars seems like a lot but if it's all going to a good cause then it's definitely worth it Yes, it is. All right, I will take the next one because Josh is more affili- uh, suited to talk about the last one, and he also doesn't like this game. So, <laughs> um, Thanos joins Fortnite in a crossover event. So, um, Fortnite is for the battle royale mode is known for doing very quick things, quick fixes, quick uh, little quick updates, and things like that. Um, and so they are. Um, they've added the where the Infinity Gauntlet just randomly drops into the match, um, and the player can pick it up, and he becomes Thanos. Um, he's very strong, but he's not unkillable. Um, and I think they've actually already messed with him since he, they they deployed it. But uh, within like twelve hours of yeah. him being out, they had to rebalance the game. Yeah. But like you said, they they are really quick to fixing the yeah. game. So, like it's so impressive. They made some adjustments and things like that. But you know they're striking on the uh, on the Infinity War movie um, tie-in quickly, and you know it's 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 an interesting thing. And the it's just another one of those things where you wonder like what is Epic doing that other game companies aren't where they can just like almost essentially, you know, and I'm, I'm going to do a pun because of Thanos, but almost essentially snap their fingers and, <laughs> um, change things in their game. Like so quickly. I mean, like compared to other games that take weeks or months to get a patch, that's just like, Oh, now you can actually like pause the game. <laughs> so, um, yeah. so, but it doesn't, I don't know if this actually says how long Thanos is going to be available there for. Um, I think they said like two weeks, but that wasn't clear at the time of the post. So I don't know if there's an end date actually yeah. listed yet. So, and Fortnite's like super hot right now because it just started their fourth season and they dropped a meteor on their map and changed a lot of stuff on, on the map with the meteor hitting and things like that. So um, if you play Fortnite and you've gotten a chance to mess with Thanos, let us know how it was. And if you liked it, if you didn't like it, and, or if you are mad because your RNG hasn't been good enough and you keep getting killed by thanos <laughs> um last story mr langford or to, josh to be fair with fortnite like <laughs> if i actually got off my ass and played it at some point i might actually love it but who knows mason was probably really good you can build stuff in it <laughs> yeah like you should put him in front of it i don't know how you feel about him playing games with guns but he can build a pretty nice fort yeah we'll see <laughs> i i might enjoy it i i don't know <laughs> 
but uh, it's not like I'm going to have any time anytime soon. So now it's on mobile. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm going to put that shit on mobile. Uh, <laughs> so uh, the pinball arcade, uh, there's issues. Uh-oh. There's issues. Yeah, big issues. So pinball peoples, listen up. The pinball arcade, they are losing their licensing for Williams and Bally pinball. So as of June 30th, they will no longer be selling any Williams or Bally tables within pinball arcade. June 30th, 2018. Yeah, that's this June 30th. Yes. Just making sure because sometimes companies announce things like a year in advance and things like that. I'm just like, you got six weeks, people. So the deal is if you own any now, you will still own them after June 30th. They're, they're yours to keep for, you know, they're not going to yank them out of there. Uh, if you want to buy them, buy them before June 30th and they will be yours. After June 30th, they are no longer allowed to sell them to new customers, essentially, or existing customers who don't have them. Uh, they're just no longer allowed to offer them for sale. They will be pulled from the internal store. There will be a patch that will just kind of delete them. And when I say delete, don't freak out. When I say delete them, I mean for people who are just installing the game, it, it, they won't even show up as an option. Uh, for people who have them, they'll still be there. And you'll still be able to get to them. You'll still be able to play them. It's all good. Um, but this is kind of your your heads up. Your your warning that if you want any of those tables from Williams or Bally and you have not picked them up yet, you have to do it before June 30th or you will never be able to do it again. So uh, that's pretty much the the most important thing about that. Uh Whatever they're going to do to fill that in, I don't know. I mean, they have stern tables, and that's kind of their big thing at the moment. It's funny because I just picked up the stern pinball arcade for the Switch. Um, The Toys R Us near me had it discounted already, and then there was a discount on top of that. And they had like a quote-unquote one day, you know, today only, this uh, this store only, which I actually saw in two Toys R Us stores, uh, an extra 10% off. So it came down to like 12 bucks for this. So I was like, fuck yeah, I'll pick that up. Um, but that one is literally, literally just the stern tables. So uh, Bally and Williams, which they could have, bunch of great tables so if you want them get them now get them before june 30th or you will not have them and that's that yeah these are the uh the problems that can arise with digital you know digital content yeah it's limited for a certain amount of time sometimes and um one of our comments on uh, the post uh, el corono uh, he's hoping this opens the door for zen studios to be able to make these tables i don't but, think they will yeah, like because we because we don't know exactly what uh, the license holder for Williams, like what their reason for pulling their licenses. You know, it could have been uh, negotiations. They might be doing their own thing. Like who knows? Well, they might so, have more money and, and yeah. Uh, Farsight was like, nah, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, 
because those uh, the, the tables they're they're expensive. I I believe they're expensive to license, but they're expensive to recreate and you know make them as true to life as they possibly can. And I don't know that they're making a ton of money off them. Um, I think that's also why I don't think Zen will step in here because Zen licensing is a big deal with them and I think they would rather do what they're doing now where they can create these fantasy tables essentially Yeah, uh, with these other licenses like Archer and Star Wars and and Marvel and and things like that Um, because there they can just make whatever the hell they want and they're not slaves to very exacting spe- uh, specifications and and worrying about you know the people that have a love for those specific tables they're going to buy it but other people are going to be like I, I may have seen that once in the arcade i mean looks kind of interesting i guess i don't know it's whatever you know where you can drop a star wars table and everybody's going to go ooh star wars yeah, they so, can drop an impossible table and be like, hey, yeah. it's a video game. Yeah, a completely crazy off-the-wall table, which Zen does, and, and they're quite good at. So I just I don't see them going in that direction. I don't know. They could surprise me. And so, they, you know, July 1, we could hear Zen is proud to announce our new partnership with Williams & Bally. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so get them now before before the end of June if if you're interested at least they're not yanking the whole thing and saying you know sorry you bought them but we're shutting it all down which other games have done with things when they've lost rights to them or they just turn their servers off <laughs> yeah uh, I feel like in the PS3 era we wouldn't even get like this type of press release no, because I don't think that digital content was as prevalent as it was. I mean, like, you would buy, like, I think pinball was, you'd buy packs. Like, wouldn't you buy, like, five? Oh, no, I'm talking about games? just games in general. Yeah. Because yeah. I've lost, like, arcade titles. Yeah. 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 I thought you it, could buy certain tables individually now. Yeah. In, I think so. When they release special tables, yeah. In pinball arcade, I think you can, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you definitely Because they're can. premium tables, you know, they're, they're cost. Yes. Yeah, those, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure I'll get steam for this from somebody, but I don't really give a damn about pinball. <laughs> uh, I I like pinball, and I and I love the. I I mean, I bought all these. I probably I need to double check. I haven't been keeping up with them recently, but I had all of them up to a certain point. Um, but pinball arcade, I I haven't been keeping up with as much. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean Zen makes some awesome looking tables. Like that's really yeah. the only interaction I've had with pinball and like consoles. Like Zen makes some great looking tables, and they're they're really cool. But I just don't have the <laughs> I don't have the patience or the skills to focus on those skill shots or to get it on the bumper correctly or bump the table well, or any of that stuff. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like I don't read any of the, you know, I don't read the instructions where it says, Hey, you know, do this mission and do this to do this and hit over here and go here. And here's your skill shot. And here's, I just play. Right. I I just, I don't, I'm not there for trying to get, you know, multi trillions in score. I'm just happy to just kick back, relax and hit the ball around for a while. And, you know, 
forget what score I get. I'm not that deep into pinball games that I'm stressing over scores, you know? So, but I enjoy it. Yeah. I enjoy all those games, so it's cool. All right. So, um, reviews that hit the site this week. Going back to Josh again. Oh, shit, son. Yeah, this is a Josh (laughs) episode. (laughs) really is. Josh. Non-Joshless. I don't want to listen to this one. (laughs) You don't Uh, listen to him anyways. Yes. Uh, This past week. He lives them. (laughs) No, I used to, but I I just don't. I can't even do it. I I have to find another podcast to listen to because I live it and then I edit it and I don't listen to it. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing. I used to listen to it because how are you going to get better unless you hear all those shitty mistakes you're making? Just be perfect the first time like me. You don't have to listen again. Uh, yeah, I just don't have time now. Um, so up on the website, Andy, uh, has the review of dragons crown pro for the PS4. This is the one that was HD ified, HD or ified for PlayStation four. Actually it was 4k ified, um, 4k remastered HD or yeah. And, the cool thing with this one is that it is cross save and cross play with the PlayStation three and Vita versions of the game. So that's pretty sweet if you're into the game. Um, but there is no new content or anything. It's just the game all over again. So, uh, that's that. Uh, we also have my review of Rick and Morty virtual reality and Mulaka. And should I just review those now here on the Probably. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Go ahead. So Rick and Morty, virtual reality, I've talked about it a little bit. Um, you're a clone that was created to do the laundry, and that's pretty much all you were created to do. But you are brought back and you can kick around in the garage. And there are a ton of things to do in the garage. Uh, there's uh, just the whole area is packed with Easter eggs. And if you've played the game or watched the show and know anything about the show, it's just like a candy store for you. There's so many little things in there and it's just a lot of smiles and a lot of fun uh, dicking around. Um, the one thing there, there are some issues, minor issues um calibration uh essentially this is from alchemy labs which are the guys that did uh job simulator so one of the things i ran into the the calibration seemed good and where i was standing felt right and everything and i could reach around grab stuff off the shelves and things and if you drop something on the floor, if you lean down and get close to it, it'll hover and pull right up into your hand, basically. Um, the problem I ran into, though, there's one area in the garage where there's a really high shelf and I was having trouble reaching all the way up there and getting things. And at the same time, there was a safe in a cabinet under one of the shelves and I could not get down low enough to see the actual safe and see what what I needed to see down there. So 
I'd have to to see it. I'd have to recalibrate, you know, kind of hunched over a little bit so that I could have a or, or standing up higher. I, however I did, I, I forget. Um, but in a way that I would be able to get down and actually see that. So there's some weirdness with the height from the highest high to the lowest low there and and how it works. Uh, and it may also be a matter of how far away I am from the camera. Um, but it's just, it's one of those things that's kind of a pain in the ass that really you'd hope wouldn't be there. Uh, some of the puzzles can be pretty confusing as well because Rick is on a little hologram on your arm trying to tell you what to do, but he doesn't really, he just tells you what he needs done most of the time. And then you have to figure out how the fuck you're going to do that and where the parts are that you need to make something happen. Um, but there is a ton of stuff in there, a lot of things to mess around with. And there's more than just the garage in the game. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not, I don't want to spoil anything about, the game itself it's not very long you could probably finish it in two to three hours uh which might turn some people off um but just seems like a decent length for like a vr game yeah i mean that's the thing vr experiences are a little different um so it's something to keep in mind but you know i know there are people who go into some of these games like oh i'm expecting like an eight to ten hour experience that's bullshit um the visuals, it, it looks like Rick and Morty. <laughs> it's everything you'd want in there. Same with the audio. It's all the, you know, Justin Roiland did the voices and the other people on the show did their voices. It's all there. The sound effects, everything. It's perfect. Uh, so, you know, it's pretty cool. There is a physical edition as well and a collector's edition uh, that's available out there. Um, it can be a little frustrating. Uh, there isn't really any replay value other than the fact that you get to dick around in his garage and, and just have fun. Can you pick up all of the things? Pretty much everything. Yeah. I can't, okay. I, I can't think of anything that I tried to pick up and I couldn't. Cause it, it sounds dumb, uh, like a silly question, but it's one of those things where it's like, I love that in VR, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah, let me interact with everything. Let me throw it. Let me, you know, well, yeah. And there, there's, there are some Easter eggs in, in some of those things and tied into the show and stuff like that. There's, there's some funny stuff going on in there too. Um, how thorough cool. were you in that? Like two hours you were oh, playing? Gosh, very. <laughs> okay. That, that's because, because that's where you can price stretch out the game time. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's where you can get it to three or more. If you're really just, because there's, there's a machine in the garage where you can combine two objects. So oh, think of every shit, object okay. that's in the garage. And start, yeah. Start fucking around with that. And then you can take one that's been combined and try to combine it again. I mean, they, you can just go insane with that stuff. Um, there's Mr. Me Seeks, but it's actually called Mr. You Seeks because when you create these, they are like a virtual hollow representation of you elsewhere in the garage and they mimic your movements and everything. So there's something going on with that. Yo, um, I want a Mr. Me Seeks game. <laughs> I would love where you yeah. play as one of them and then you're just. <laughs> 
you're just trying to help with Actually, the most dumb yeah. tasks. That would be fantastic. That would be that would be an interesting game. Um, so yeah, it's it's cool. Um, not much replay value though, uh, and can be a little frustrating at times. So it's a seven point five. And Malaka, uh, this one. This one is similar to Never Alone, which was the one about the uh, Native Alaskan Inupiaq people. Um, this one is about a group of people in northern Mexico. Uh, they're called the Tarahumara. Uh, they're also known as the Raramori people, and they're runners. Um, they run everywhere, essentially. It's an interesting culture. It's, it's a very obscure culture, even in Mexico, um, because they're in a very remote area. And uh, I, I got caught up in a deep dive <laughs> learning about them after I started playing the game because I was like, this is pretty interesting. And I started digging and digging. And uh, they run everywhere, so they're fast. They're 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 just born runners basically. Cause that's what their whole culture is based around. Um, they also have no concept of ownership. Everything is shared everywhere. So, uh, they have survived all this time. They have survived. They've outlasted all the conquerors that came, came in and tried to, uh, convert them to Christianity or try to just take over or things like that. It's, it's crazy. Um, so it's developers, um, uh, Lienzo studio, uh, they are from that area and they're trying to figure out what they wanted to do for a game. And they realized, Hey, we can make a game about these people. And, um, spoke to them, uh, went through all their myths and and things like that and created a, an interesting game based around all of these myths and stories and legends and everything. And you are a shaman uh, who is essentially out trying to save the world. Uh, the world is every couple thousand years, million years, whatever it is, the gods will just wipe everything out and start fresh. And we're headed towards one of those times and you're trying to prevent that from happening. So you have to talk to all these minor gods. You have that ability to reach into the physical world and the spiritual world and communicate both ways. And, and so that's your job. It's an action platformer. Uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, the things break down a little bit um, with the fact that there's some repetition in there. Um, like in the older God of War games, you'd enter, you'd know what was coming. You know, you'd enter an area and suddenly like a red uh, barrier would go up and catch you in like an arena. And then you'd be in a little arena battle with waves of enemies and they'd all come spawning out of the ground and attack you. And once you killed them all off, the barrier would drop and you could move on. Same thing here. 
you you run into a lot of that. And as you're walking around, there's random enemies for you to fight along the way. Um, it's a lot of the same stuff over and over again there. Um, cool thing is each of these enemies, they're all based in these myths and legends. Everything is. Everything in the game is all narrated in the language uh, of these people, the the Raramori language. So it's all English subtitles at the bottom. So you're really immersed in the culture and the stories and and the people and everything as you're going through it, which is which is really cool. Every new enemy that pops up, there's an explanation of what it is and where it came from, and you can hit the touchpad and get like a whole deep dive on it. Um, it's got a low poly kind of a look, uh, which is sort of a unique look, but they, they took all of the, the locations and the clothing and the artwork and all that stuff is based on the real stuff, um, in, in this region in Northern Mexico. Um, the audio is really cool. Um, simply because of the, you know, the language, uh, the music was all done using traditional instruments and it's, it just gives it a really cool flavor, uh, to the game. Um, so it's good as a learning experience. It's fun, uh, as a game, it, it just has some repetition over the long haul and, you know, some of the combat, has some issues here and there, but nothing game breaking or anything. It's, it's fun. Um, so this again, another 7.5, um, but it's a cool experience. If, if you want to learn about this culture, it's worthwhile just to go through it for that alone. Um, and there's a pretty decent game attached to it. So, yeah, I hope this uh, continues with like the Never Alone in Mulaka. I really love the idea of like exploring like this like cultures, histories and like, like cultures that aren't really explored that often. Yeah. Like I, I love that idea. Yeah, th- me too. And I think people get turned off by like a like, you know, like a 7.5, but like at the same time like it's still a good game. You yeah, know, it is. Like and it's no, just one of those things where it's not a bad score. Right. Yeah. But I think that in this day and age, if people aren't seeing like eights, eight and a, or even eight and a half, nine, nine and a half, they're like, oh, I'm just, you know, it's terrible. Like, well, I, you might get more out of this game than somebody else would because this, you know, like this um, culture is might be super interesting to a person, you know? Yeah. Well, we at no. PS Nation use the full 10 point scale. Exactly. Unlike other websites that only use like seven to 10 as a their four. scale. A four yeah. is a bad score. Right. Yeah. So. I, I literally I looked and I do this when I'm when I'm iffy on where I should go on a on a s- score. I looked at our review policy and our scale, and eight is great, memorable, and fun with a few caveats. Seven is good, a fun experience that may have larger technical issues. This falls right between those. Right, it's a seven point five. Yep, it's you know a uh, between a great to good game. And it's it has a couple of minor issues, but it's a it's a cool experience. And I I love that idea, too. And and I'm glad that this game came about because these are people I never knew anything about this. And 
like I said, there's people in Mexico who don't even know who these people yeah. are. Mm-hmm. They're in a very remote area and they're very not well known to the outside world. And it's a fascinating culture. I I dove in on Wikipedia and then I was all over the web just trying to find out more about them because it's it's a really interesting history. Yeah, the developers actually put up some really interesting short dev diaries that yeah. dive into the the background of the uh, of the game that I recommend checking out if you're interested in the game. Yeah, it's very cool, and the the cutscenes and everything are all mostly black and white, and very they look very hand drawn and just they're it's such a cool look. They they did a really good job with the artwork and everything on this game. So, yeah, it's definitely worth a look uh if you're interested in just kind of a different action platformer um with with a good story behind it you know so that's that all right Onward. Uh, so what we're playing and watching uh, michael you want to go sure um so for me it's a pretty short list um i dived into overwatch especially after they announced the skin i've been debating on whether i buy the mercy skin because uh, it's a character i don't really play that often but it's for a good cause it's limited time so i don't, I don't really know um then uh I've been, i i got these uh i mentioned them a couple weeks ago we did the giveaway for them the quick shot uh trigger grips which are extenders for the l2 and r2 it's supposed to make you faster at like you know button presses because they're extended um, so I've been using that, uh, overwatch doesn't really like take advantage of them. Like I don't see myself like moving quicker. I, I do like them though. They're like a little bit more comfortable to use. Like I've gotten used to the, my controller that has the clips on them as opposed to the regular ones, just cause it's, it's just a better grip overall. Um, and then other games that I've been using specifically with them, um, I did jump into Fortnite for the Thanos I have not been able to get to Thanos because as soon as the the Infinity Gauntlet is available, it's just a mad dash of course. to the location. <laughs> and like, it's because it's still the, the Battle Royale. It's still, you know, 100 people. And as soon as it lands, there's like 100 people running at this thing. So most of the game gets wiped out as soon as Thanos' glove is available because everyone's running and just killing each other. And... Uh, you can still pick up the glove. So after someone picks it up, if you kill them, the glove's available. So there's always just a mad dash for that. And I have not had a, the opportunity so many times where I'm running. I'm like, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. Oh, crap. Someone's got it. Let me run away. Let me run away. Let me run away. Because <laughs> like when, when Thanos is after you, it's over. Like he's so powerful. Even after they nerfed him, he will just dominate you. He can jump super high. He has extra health. There's no way like you need to like work with the work with your enemies to take down Thanos, you know, like as soon as he you see him in your vicinity, you stop fighting everyone around you and you have to go kill Thanos. Uh, And then as soon as that glove drops, then kill everyone next to you in hopes you get the glove. Uh, It's actually wouldn't it be more strategic if. The moment that glove drops and Thanos is there and everybody's everybody's rushing toward it, wouldn't it be better to rush the other way and just survive until everybody takes everybody else out and then you walk in and do clean up? Well, yeah, like that that's what like a lot of people have started doing. This is where being a sniper is like really nice. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> where it's just like, okay, I'm just going to hang back here. I'm going to build a tower and I'm just going to watch the glove. Yeah, but yeah. you got like, you got to hope that you got a sniper given to you in that game before somebody yeah, gets that glove. Yeah, you have to hope you find one. Yeah, <laughs> it's like while you're looking through houses, that's when you just like look for a sniper. If you find a like, the people that win that mode that that mode are Thanos and snipers. You know, and just like those are like your two options of winning because uh-huh. uh, it's only solo, so there's no squads or anything like that. So you can't just like that's good. You work all together. You know, you can't have a squad of four working together and hope to get the glove. It's only yeah. solo. So they, I'm glad they thought about that. And it's like, nope, the solo queue. I'm hoping I could be Thanos by next week. <laughs> Once, though, I have a feeling I'm going to get it. And then 99 people are going to shoot at me. <laughs> I saw you. I saw your news story, too. And I saw a clip on my Twitter feed where. So Fortnite, Josh, you'll get a kick out of this. Fortnite has a grenade that you can pick up in the game. That's a disco ball. Nice. And you can throw it at the player and make them dance, and they can't really do anything about it. So you can throw this grenade at them and make them dance, and then you can just shotgun them or whatever. Okay, um, Ratchet Clank. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and you can make Thanos uh, Thanos dance, too. He has all your emotes that you would normally have, yeah. so yes. <laughs> yeah. Watching uh, Thanos dance after watching the movies is just like, son of a bitch. But that was one of my favorite weapons in Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, is the the Groovatron. You you throw that thing out there, disco ball goes. Every enemy stops and starts dancing, and it, it was fun just to see all the different ways all the enemies are dancing. Yeah, um, just in that game. But yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, more games need that uh, Groovatron. Yeah. Like, it's neat. We need that in every game. Um, and then I played a little Black Ops 3. Um, oh my god, I'm bad at Call of Duty. I used to be okay at it around Modern Warfare 2, but Jesus. Well, it's probably also because I'm jumping into Black Ops 3, like, what, three years after it came out? The only people that are playing that game are tryhards. <laughs> I'm good at Overwatch. And going into Black Ops 3, I'm just like, oh god. I used to take pride in the fact that no matter what game I played, I would never be last place. I am hitting last place a lot. You're getting old. I'm hoping after like a week, I can, I'm just brushing over that comment. I'm hoping after a week <laughs> that I can like get in the middle. Cause it's just, I, I, it's just, I'm so used to like an overwatch where I'm, you're thinking more and you're like trying to pay attention to what other characters are on a map. And then, I forget how much Call of Duty is just like, just point your gun and shoot. Just don't don't worry about what's in front of you. Just shoot. Uh, and man, I'm just getting destroyed in it. So um, look for gameplay videos next week of me being horrible at Black Ops 4, probably. Like, I can't wait for those comments. It's going to be like the, the crash you're comments. Playing, you're all- playing against other media members. You'll be okay. Oh, there's a lot of YouTube Call of Duty bros. Yeah. Unless they like give us a little section where it's like, okay, all the journalists here. Well, they all, all play. The bo- they all play on PC, but yeah. Well, it's only available on PS. Uh, I, I think it's uh, PS4 version is going to be represented pretty well over at right. the event. So I have a shot. <laughs> I might be to last. So, yep, just dropped my phone, and that price spiked up on. Uh, yep, it did. Um, yeah. So that's kind of it for playing. Just a lot of shooters. I'm getting used to the the trigger grips to where now I'm it's the controller I have them on is my controller of choice. 
um, just for, for comfort, uh, for watching. Um, I've just been watching the Childish Gambino This Is America video just over and over and over again. Uh, just like analyzing it, watching videos and reading about people analyzing a video. You guys have, it's, oh, it's so great. There's a lot going on in that. There's a ton of I things even, going on. I don't even know what you guys are talking about. I figured. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. old. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've just been, it's so great. Like as someone who's been like a Childish Gambino fan for a really long time, just watching him blow ups just been interesting and just seeing where his career is going. And then he makes like a video like this that is making people talk, making people have discussions. Yeah. And then also seeing the reverse of people that saw the video and got completely the wrong message from it has been really interesting. I've been seeing people just being like, oh, I can't wait to learn that dance and being like, oh, you didn't really watch the video. Um, That's been interesting. I've been hearing some coworkers say stuff like that. And it's just been like, oh, let me let me sit you down for a second. Why you might not want to learn some of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that that's been interesting. Um, uh, I've been I, I'm in the middle of a stretch of where I've been working seven. I work seven days in a row, like nine hour shifts. Um, so I've been too like tired to play games. So I found myself the last couple of days doing a one of my rewatches of shows, and I hate myself for this one, but it's Power Rangers. <laughs> Jeez, um, that show is trash. Like my god. Like, I know it was a kid's show, and it was great back then, but, like, man, holy crap. Like, Power Rangers, like, is really bad. Yeah, I was in an age where I was past that, and when it came on, I was old enough to see, oh, that's trash. <laughs> yeah, no, like, now I understand my brother, who's, like, uh, like seven years older than me, yeah. why he was always telling me, like, this is horrible, and, yeah. like, no, I, I see now. Like, I'm trying to, like, get through it just so I can get to when Tommy joins, you know, the whole, like, Green Ranger, oh, you know. Oh, you went all the way back. Wow. Yeah, that's well, where I'm at. That's why it's horrible. So I'm hoping thing. to get to that. The, I don't know the, if I can. I think it was the Green Ranger. Mm-hmm. You know, one of them was in college with me. Uh, like, I, I met him a, a couple times. And Tommy's the one with like Africa. long hair, ponytail. No, well, this is uh, uh, Archie Ko. Uh, he was. Let's see, Power Rangers Lost Galaxy. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's they've that's had when a I lot of reiterations. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me see. I'd have to see. Exactly. Did you see that Saban just sold that his his uh that license stuff to Hansborough? Hasbro? Yeah. I, I saw that, and it's going to be interesting because Hasbro's been trying to do their gala, their uh, MCU. Yeah. So I'm wondering if five hundred and twenty million dollars. That is a crazy amount of money for Power Rangers, but then again, <laughs> around ever there's so many iterations that are probably in like weird syndication. Yeah. Well, it's like, also the the right, like, you know, it's the the right to the making the toys too. And the toys are still popular, so... Yeah, Owen's really into that show, just in general, because it's, you know, flashy and colorful, and he wants to watch Power Rangers, and... Yeah. <laughs> okay, so he was in it, he's the Blue Ranger in uh, 99-2000, uh, so... 
Power Rangers Lost Galaxy, Power Rangers Lightspeed Rescue. Yeah, I think after the movies is when I kind of checked out. Yeah. Uh, but it, yeah, it, no. It, it had a point where it was solid. Like, like it, when you're when they get into the new, um, as you progress through, when they get into the new Zords and stuff like that, and then like the White Ranger transition and stuff like that, it it, it has a point where it's pretty solid there for a couple months, you know. So, so here's a, a, a funny story. I, I don't know if you, you guys or Dave, you watched it. Uh, remember when Tommy, the, when he was a white ranger, his dagger would be a flute. Mm-hmm. And then he would uh, play the flute, and then from the water, his zord would come out. Mm-hmm. I, so I had the, the flute, <laughs> and it would play the sound. I, uh, and I was by Lake Michigan. So I was like a real little kid, like probably like <laughs> seven or eight. So I was by Lake Michigan. And I was, you know, I, I had the dagger and I, you know, played the flute or whatever. It just like played it automatically. And I was young enough that like uh, my brother said like, oh, shit, there it's come. There it comes. And I like freaked the fuck out because it was like a boat super far away. And <laughs> me being like a seven year old is just like, oh, shit, what did I do? And then like ran away and wanted to go home. Yeah. So, yeah, Power Rangers holds a special place, but it's trash. <laughs> The, so like it's funny though because the guy like uh, Jason David Frank is the guy that plays Tommy, and he has yeah. been affiliated with Power Rangers like from 1993 until like 2010. Yeah, no, he's still <laughs> yeah. he, uh, he did a video uh, like a, a teaser trailer for something that looked really cool, but it turned out to be for like the comic books, which apparently the comic books are actually really good. Mm-hmm. As they like, uh, so he's still doing stuff for them. Uh, cause I guess in the comic books, Tommy's kind of like a bad guy now or something. And it's just like, well, he he's shows, still doing, he, yeah, he shows up in the post credit scene for the re- most recent power ranger movie as well. Like I just movie. don't need to see that. Yeah. It's not bad. Like I've watched it. I watched it on the plane a couple times and it's on Amazon. I think it's on Amazon streaming. So it's, I might it's, to, it's to decent. Watch it. I mean, it's decent. I mean, in, ter- in terms of like you as a kid watching it and stuff like that, it's got a lot of good ties to that. So. Yeah, I, I I don't know. It, it's like I'm trying to at least I might just skip to when the Green Ranger shows up, <laughs> just because I feel like that's when it's good, or at least I hope so. Or I might just watch the movies and just see Ivan Ooze. Yeah, and yeah, just. But um, and then I saw Infinity War again. Nice. Uh, so uh, watch it again. Like, so it, it's still fun to watch how that all plays out. Um, yeah. theater wasn't too packed, but it was still pretty packed for like what it's like the third week it's been out. Uh, were there, and then, did you get reactions which were telling you that basically these were first time watchers? There was a couple, uh, okay. there was, uh, there was like little kids in the theater that, that you can definitely tell that <laughs> like, it was their first time seeing it. Cause there's yeah. a couple, you know, there's a couple like jump moments that like yeah. you can tell like shook them. Um, so yeah, there were still people that it was like their first time. Because they were really, really little kids, and I feel like that's when parents kind of take their kids to the movie, like, after a couple weeks it's been out. Yeah. You know, just so they can avoid the huge crowds. So, yeah, there were definitely kids there that were like, this is their first time seeing it. This is the first time I've seen a Marvel movie where I walked out before the credits, or, or, I mean, after, you know, I didn't wait to the after credit scene again. I was just like, I'm I'm fine. I was one of those people who was just like, no, I'm, I'm good. I don't need to see the teaser at the end. Sir, please, please don't leave, sir. Yeah, there's still more. There's still more. It's like I'm fine. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, that's pretty much it for for playing and watching. Just 
lot of uh, Childish Gambino and Power Rangers. Alright. Um... So for me, um, it is. I didn't really get a chance a lot, a, lot, um, a chance to watch a lot of TV. Um, still doing some graduation stuff for my son, getting some of that stuff organized, and then it was my birthday last week, and it was Mother's Day this week, obviously. So we had a lot of things going on, um, but I did take the day off on Tuesday to play Destiny 2's newest expansion, Warmind. Um, the story itself. Uh, for the expansion is crazy crazy short like maybe like an hour and a half um of just the story content but the the end game stuff the kind of grinding stuff is there um they made the game a lot harder to progress in and level up and then there are activities that if you're not a high enough level that you cannot do um and that's the first time that this has happened in destiny 2 um since it came out um, and it's kind of getting some mixed reviews um, amongst the public. There's a lot of people that are kind of upset that they, you know, it's it's getting into that criteria of like, oh, you made a game and I pay for the game and now you're having content that I can't get to or I can't accomplish because I don't play it 100 hours a week, you know, like that kind of conversation. Um, I didn't go into the, like the raid, the game came out on the 8th, the new raid layer came out on the 11th. This is one of the first raids that I have not done at launch or within a day or two of launch um, since probably the beginning of Destiny 1 um, when I was still learning how to play the game and things like that. So I am just didn't have enough time this week. Like I'm not a high enough power level, and uh, I'm okay with that because I don't want to, you know, I've, there's been a couple times where I've felt like I've rushed through content quickly um, or like, you know, like Destiny 2 when it launched, I played the game for like 19 hours straight. Um, and you know, like then you're like only a day or two away from the game coming out and you've beaten the story and it's, you kind of get this funky feeling. So like, there's a lot of stuff that I'm working on. There's a lot of things that I'm doing. It's good. There's a lot of collectibles in there. There's a grind to it. There's a, there's a couple activities that are obviously going to be like, that are very challenging and very hard. Um, and that will be satisfying when you complete them. So, um, the way that I am seeing how Destiny is Two is going with, um, like the story of Destiny Two at the beginning was very good, um, like very very good, reviewed very well, got praised very well, and then like the end game wasn't very good. So now people are complaining about the story being too short, and they didn't like draw a whole bunch of stuff out that they wanted to draw out. But now they're saying the end game is too hard. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, so it's it's weird. Like it's like it, I almost feel like Bungie's kind of in this like no win scenario. Like like oh. no matter like no matter what they do, like there like there's somebody that's going to be like upset with them. Um, you know, and this one the moment, actually, yeah, go ahead. The moment Destiny was announced, yeah, Bungie got into a no win scenario. This is in Halo. Like yeah, we know. Yeah. It, the, that was it. They were screwed the moment yeah. it got announced. It's a you know like it, it, the way, like, in terms of, like, the progression that Destiny 2 is taking, like, when they realized, like, okay, like, they, they came out and openly admitted that they maybe catered to casuals too much, and they weren't, they, and then, so they've, they made a statement in, like, late December, early January, like, um, that they're, you know, they're going to try to implement the game towards the hobbyists, and if you, if you're thinking of, like, something maybe as a, as a staircase or something like that, like, the game slowly took one step every month like there's been additional update or additional change or something that they've done and it's been a step up the step 
um, and they're progressing their way up the staircase. This one with Warmind, they probably maybe like jumped like two steps, and then hopefully in September they can you know get to the get, get to the landing and get get solid footing at the top of where they want to be. Um, you know, is that but, a metaphor? Or is that literally them taking? No, I'm just saying the step. game is taking steps in the right direction and okay. get, getting to where that they want to be. You know, like okay, like they've updated the game in February and they updated the the sandbox in March and then like April they, it kind of chilled out for a little bit. Um, and then now in May they brought out Warmind and with that became a huge exotic weapon buff where they went through and took a whole bunch of weapons and they literally came out and said we looked at player data and we looked at the weapons that you weren't using and we figured out how to make those weapons much cooler so that you use them. Because the weapons that were already good, they figured instead of bringing them down, they're just going to bring the weapons that are bad up to what they are good. There was a pulse rifle. It's called like a Graviton Lance. And it was like a three-burst pulse rifle that was very hard to control with the recoil. So they made it a two-burst pulse rifle. And they added like on precision kills, like it shoots all these void projectiles out. And it's like all you're doing now is seeing Graviton Lance being used. Like, And this is a gun that people like just threw in their vault after they got it or just dismantled it. Um since your list is mostly your friend list is probably heavily in the destiny uh-huh. did a lot of the people you play with came back for the expansion or do you feel like that number is dwindling uh no i think in terms of like in terms of what i have like our, our clan went down to about 70 or 75 players and i would probably say i think at least 60 of them were on this week okay um, and you know, normally like the week before Warmind came out, I was still doing some stuff, you know, and I was still playing and I probably have maybe like a half a page to maybe three quarters of a page of friends on destiny at that time. Um, and then, you know, obviously on launch day and a couple of days after launch, it's like four or five pages. Yeah. Um, so there's there. it's been a problem with destiny too. There's just, you know, yeah, they're getting people to stick with it in return. Yeah. And the, I still don't see necessarily the need to log in daily. Um, like that, there used to be like a, it, it used to have this feeling of like if you didn't log in, you missed out on an opportunity to get a certain amount of materials that you needed for the game, and the only way to get those materials was to do the daily mission. So it almost feels like if you missed playing, like for me, it felt like if I missed in Destiny One, if I missed playing one day or two days in a row, I started that feeling of like I'm going to be behind. Um, and that feeling isn't in Destiny 2, and the developers even came out and kind of said that too, where they're like, we kind of wanted to see what a world would be like where you didn't have to play Destiny every day. Um, and the world was like, okay, we could do that. Yeah, and but at the same time, like they realized that, but there's a lot of people that still wanted to play the game every day. They wanted a reason to play the game every day. Um, so the like they increased the power level up to 380, um, and the, if you were at max power before the expansion came out, you're 335. Um, and in reference um, from Vanilla Destiny 2 to Curse of Osiris, it went from 300 to 330. So it was only a 30 point jump that you had to get then. This one is a 50 point jump, and the raid, the new raid layer, came out at um, recommended power level 370. And the way that they changed how the milestones work and how you're not going to be able to just like run the same event over and over again and power level yourself up. A lot of people like it took elite destiny team players seven and a half hours to beat this raid layer on Friday. Um, and the one, the previous one, they had it beat. They had it beaten within like two and a half hours. And then last I saw like 24 hours after the raid had come out, only 16 total teams had completed the raid. 
which is somewhat because usually like that that ramps up quickly after one or two teams have beaten it and it's on youtube and it's on twitch and people can see how it's done and they can you know they see what they need to do and then they just execute it um so it's still hard and i think the part of the reason why the number is so low is because these people aren't strong enough power level and then like we like i talked about before when they showed it um escalation protocol which is like a impromptu public event that's on mars that has seven levels of it that when you get to the final boss is uh, the final boss is actually a recommended 400 power level so it is true end game like you can't even if you're at max power like you're still not on par with this boss um so if you weren't even 360 um if you weren't power level 360 and you somehow were a part of a team that got to the to the set the sixth or seventh wave you were unable like the boss was saying immune when you shot at him and um, the the top community manager for Bungie, um, Deej, he tweeted out on Friday afternoon when there were still like a lot of people struggling with the raid. And he goes, this is what happens when the community asks for your game to be harder. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because people were saying it was too easy and the game hands out too much stuff. And, you know, like... And of course, in a, in a day or two, things were figured out and things were broken. And they they had this really cool thing where these there were these symbols. They did something sort of similar with um, Rise of Iron where they had this really crazy quest um, that you had to go on and get this weapon. They have those quests back again, like some of those things are there. And there's still some stuff that's hidden that people haven't found yet. There's an exotic gun that nobody can really figure out how to get it, which sounds like it's going to be like time-gated. But there was these symbols in the game. Um, and uh, Josh, because like Vicarious Vision is based in Albany, I believe. Albany, New York. Um uh... I'm not sure. Um, upstate, upstate New York, um, and there was this code that was like scratched on this wall in this room that you, in this final room that you got to in the story, and that code actually had a message um, that kind of per, um, portrayed a throwback to Destiny One, and it also had coordinates in there, and those coordinates led to a real life thing that Vicarious Vision oh, had yeah. planted. Uh, yes. Um, so like there's Menands, New York. Yeah. So there's a, there's a relic. There's a new relic in the game. It's called a Valkyrie. It's like this gigantic spear. And there's only three of them that are in existence of physical ones that they made that are in existence. One is in Bungie studios. Um, and one is in vicarious vision studios. And the other one was put at those coordinates that they put in the game and a in those, and somebody found it. So like yes. somebody and it had a letter from Vicarious Visions in it and everything like that and it was it had the Warmind logo in the tube and it was buried at that coordinates that they had in the game. Um, so uh, Vicarious Vision is a Activision owned studio, um, I think, um, and they they've worked on some other stuff and they were uh, subcontracted out to to help Bungie create content um, as part of the deal with Activision. So um, it's good. Like, is, is you know, a couple people ask, is this worth downloading Destiny for again? Like, yeah, there's there's things to do, there's reasons to go and play, and there's you know, like there's yeah, there's the the story is short. I don't want to you know, and it leaves a lot to to be desired. Some of the tie-ins that they're showing, obviously they're setting things up and teasing things, but again, it's only a twenty dollar expansion. So if you were expecting a six or eight hour campaign, that's kind of like expecting a, you know, like Josh was saying, expecting like you're to put the VR headset on for the next ten hours for a twenty dollar game. You know, like it's not, you know, it's a it's a it's a mid level content building up to another expansion, like. You know, we're we're a month away from E3. They're going to announce whatever this September expansion is going to be called. This expansion by itself is going to cost forty or fifty bucks. They're going to announce the collection. 
that includes all the Destiny 2 content with this expansion. And on some Activision earning call, they are teasing a new mode, a new thing in Destiny 2 that has never been put in a first-person shooter before. So um, what that is, like, we'll find out in June because some people have played it already and they're under NDA until E3. So, um, But, yeah, check it out if you have Destiny. Um, if you're not part of the clan, you want to be part of the clan, send me a message. We'll look at it. Um, and we'll see what's going on with that. But, you know, it's, it's, it's good. There's, there's some secrets there. There's some high difficulty curves there. There's, there's some gameplay things there. Um, if you're a completionist, uh, somebody that likes to collect a lot of things and, and get to max power, like you got some time to play, you know, five, six weeks, excuse me. Um, the, the little bit of TV that I did watch, um, I watched some, uh, just some more of my CBS shows. Um, one of the main characters of NCIS is leaving, uh, so we're trying to catch up on that shows, on that show, to be so my wife can like she said so she can cry and get it over with because <laughs> she's been watching the character for a couple of years. Um, it's the I'm sure you guys have all seen previews and stuff for it. It's the the gothic looking uh, lab tech that's like the you know figures everything out in terms of DNA and stuff like that. She's been a pretty intricate character since the show launched on uh, for NCIS, and it's another main character that they're losing. I, I don't see commercials or previews right. of anything. So <laughs> I don't know. Again, I, I, I it might drive everybody head. nuts, but I'm terrible with actors' names. I don't know what her name is. So well, Archie, back to Archie Kao. He was in CSI for years. Uh, CSI and NCIS are different, though. So. Yeah, I know. Okay, but it's, oh, yeah. they're all the same. Are they though? Are <laughs> they really? all pretty much the same? Yeah. <laughs> but I know you're talking about a different one. Yeah. But. So. Um, so that's really all I've like. I I, I streamed Destiny for a while this week, um, and yeah, you know, if if and when I get into the into the raid layer ne- next week, I I may or may not stream it. I don't know. Not a lot of you guys really watched it, so I usually try to stream stuff that you guys will watch or enjoy watching. So, but if you guys want to see more stuff streamed, like let us know. MJC has a kit. I have a kit. So just let us know. Uh, that's it for me. So. All right. I'm pretty easy. I uh, played some NHL tonight, and my mom glanced up and she's like, "What's what's the score? Where are they at in the?" And I told her, and then she's like, "Oh, okay." And she went back down to her iPad and doing things. She looks up again. She's like, "Why are the Rangers moving all weird?" And I was like, "It's, it's, it's game." <laughs> she's like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I glanced up, it looked real. I'm like, yeah, it's it's supposed to. She's like, oh my gosh. Oh, now I see it. Okay. And I was like, well, just wait till you see MLB. So I put in MLB 17 and I played, uh, you know, some more of my uh, career. And she was like, I can't believe this. (laughs) She's freaked out by the whole thing. And then uh, I showed her, you know, I went into like just an exhibition game. That's funny because either, I guess on that save, whatever, I had never played in just straight exhibition mode because <laughs> it's telling me, okay, do this to pitch. And, and this is how you do that. And like every little thing. I was like, fuck me. Um, but I was showing her like the Phillies stadium and everything and how it all looked and, and all that. And when you're behind uh, the pitcher and everything, so that was kind of neat. Uh, I also played a game called Forgotten Anne, and I need to get a review of that up. I just haven't had the time. Forgotten is, and or Anne? 
Anne, A-N-N-E. Okay. Isn't that it Annie? It is really cool. No, it's Anne. Okay. Um, it's, so, it's from a company uh, in Denmark. And off the top of my head, I have completely forgotten their name. Um, but it's published by Square Enix. And it is like an anime, almost, um, that that style. It's almost a Studio Ghibli type, type of thing. So it's set in a world where all the forgotten stuff, all like... <laughs> the game starts off and you see things just kind of wink out of existence and disappear. And then you see a sock on the floor and it sort of disappears through the floor and it's falling. And as it's falling, you know, the top of the sock where your foot goes in turns into a mouth and it's like it's screaming as it's falling and it hits the ground and it's, kind of moving around and suddenly it's alive and all these other objects are there in this world. There are all these forgotten objects that are in sort of this other dimension. And there's a whole world there that's going on and you play as Anne and she's an enforcer uh, who keeps all these objects in line basically. And, and she has this boss and, and they're trying to get back to the real world. Um, but there's a rebellion of these objects and some of the objects have started, they blew something up right at the beginning of the game and uh, you're trying to track them down, track down the, the rebels and, and stop them. And it's really interesting and it's a gorgeous game because it's all hand drawn. It's all animated and it, it's a 2d 2.5 D kind of platformer. Uh, it's really freaking cool. Really, really cool. Uh, I just haven't played quite enough or didn't have the time to even start writing up a review for it. Um, but so far, I love the game. Uh, and I think anybody who's interested in kind of a cool new platformer, it's something to look at. It's forgotten and. Uh, and I will have a review up, hopefully, this week. For Horizon Chase Turbo, uh, this is that arcade racer that I saw at PlayStation Experience years ago, and that we've been seeing forever. Um, this is from uh, developers are in, I want to say Brazil. I may be wrong. Uh, somewhere in South America, uh, and they've been working on this one for a while. It's arcade racer. It's very much in the vein of just all the old arcade racers. Um, I always want to say pole position, but that's a little too far back. <laughs> uh, so it's, it, there doesn't seem like there's a lot of depth to it at first. Um, you know, you go through races, try to get first, you try to collect uh, these coins along the track. Um, you are, basically unlocking the next race course and, and moving on to that. You can do some upgrades to your car based on all these, um, some of the challenge races you win. You have to unlock the challenge races by getting first and by getting these coins and everything else. You know, it's your standard 
progression type thing there with um, with a racer. So it's fun uh, so far. I have run into a minor problem where it has locked up my PS4 entirely twice. And like boot out or like have no, to power off? No, have to power off. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Like the, the screen freezes and I'm like, what just happened? Ah, shit. And I try hitting buttons, nothing. I try holding down the PlayStation button, nothing. And all I can do is hold down the power button and shut down. Of course, then my PS4 freaks out because you shut down and the hard drive's all fucked up now. And then it has to go through a whole thing, you know. Okay, and you use an external drive, right? Yeah, yeah. So it takes a while then. Yeah, it has to re-index the hard drive again. Oh, it has to repair the hard drive, then re-index the hard drive, the eight terabyte hard drive. How long does that take? Long fucking time. Yeah, it takes a really long time. <laughs> I have a three terabyte drive that's full, and when that happens, man, does it take a while. Yeah, and I have an eight terabyte that's almost full, and yeah. so you can imagine. Um, so yeah, it's an issue. Uh, I'm hoping that there will be a day one patch and that this will get fixed. I'm sending an email to just let them know, just in case they don't know. I would assume this is something they do know. Um, But I am playing on a pro, and I don't know if that has anything to do with it. And, you know, it could be any number of things that's that's making this happen. Um, But it has happened twice, which worries me. Um, So... It's one of those things, but it's fun. It's, it's that old style arcade racer that I think people who are into that type of thing, you would actually really have a lot of fun with. Um, the progression is it ramps up, you know, at a nice pace so that you can kind of get your legs under you as you start to move to the more complex and tougher tracks, uh, as you go. And, it's it's worth looking at, so I hope to have a review for it uh, up by the end of this week. I got a lot of stuff going on early in the week, um, but I should be all caught up there later on. So that's it for me. All right. Um, so we got a few. Uh, this one, will probably, this, these questions, the community questions, will be a little bit more fun, I think. Uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah. It, it, this is my fault because I fell asleep and didn't say like, "Hey guys, send us questions." So we yeah. got some weird shit. So like, if you're thinking of a question now, like while you're listening to the podcast, like you don't have to wait for us to tweet anything out. Just use the hashtag, or um, you know, just I can search what the hashtag, hashtag? <laughs> the hashtag #AskPSNation. Okay. I can use that on Twitter and on <laughs> Facebook. So if you just wanted to, you know, like put a post up or something like that. Um, while Josh answers this question, I, I, there is one that I want to find that I, I just remembered we have, but we'll see. So, uh, Matt Brown, hashtag AskPSNation. Thoughts on Shadow of the, uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider? Um, any excitement towards it, or is it just a Josh meh? Thanks. <laughs> uh, Josh? I would say excitement towards it. it. From what I saw of the gameplay, and we had a good chunk of gameplay that they went through, it looks really good. And it looks like they're back to a lot of the stuff that people have been wanting in Tomb Raider. And it looks like the story is going to be really good too. 
Um, I mentioned it during that preview that, you know, we've seen, you know, scared, unsure of herself, brand new to the whole thing, Lara. And now this is Tomb Raider Lara. She's, she is one with the jungle and she's looking to cause some damage and, and, and raid some tombs basically. (laughs) Uh, so it looks pretty good. Um, and I think it's, I think it's, I, I don't know how it's going to sell, but I think it's going to be a good game. It's overall. coming out at a bad time. Yeah. So, yeah. For for right. me, I'm in the, uh, the Josh meh range, not because the game looks bad or anything. It's because I haven't played the first or second one. So I'm just like, I don't know if I would jump into third one. I haven't even seen the trailer for the third one. Like, cause I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. And you- I, it, and they're in my list of like my, they're in my backlog. Like I have a copy of the first one, yeah. you know. But it's just I. It was fr- definitive it, edition was free on Plus, I think. Yeah, so I have a physical copy of it, and I have it on Plus. It, it's just that first one came out when it came out like two weeks before the Last of Us, or a couple weeks after the Last of Us. So it was just like one of those ones where I just completely missed the first one. Yeah, and then the second one had the delay, you know, the console exclusivity. So they're not even bothered with the second one. And now the third one is, I'm just kind of like, whatever, even though I know they're good games. I thought it was the first one. The first one did. Yeah, the Rise of the Tomb Raider was uh, Xbox Xbox helped publish it. And they got, and and therefore they got a 12 month exclusivity on it. And then we got Rise of the Tomb Raider Definitive Edition or something. But then, actually, didn't they do it again with the second one? They did. The they did it for one. the yeah. second one as well. And everybody yeah. was like, well, duh, we know it's coming out in the air, so who cares? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think that probably hurt sales. Um, I'll get to it one day. But <laughs> oh, Yeah, all right. Next. Uh, Eric Hoffer using hashtag AskPSNation. How excited are you for Solo? Star Wars movie? The Cups? <laughs> Solo Cups. Um, I'm sure I'll see that movie. Like this, this, uh, you know, I mean, I, I've seen the Star Wars movies. I'm not a huge, you know, huge junkie or anything like that. I'm Star Wars guy or anything like that. But um, the Solo movie looks interesting to me, like just to see, you know, his story or what it is or isn't. So. Uh, I am going to see it opening night. Uh a father of one of the other kids in Mason's class, um, his job, he actually has to go to a lot of these movies opening night. And <laughs> he texted me cause we've been talking cause we're both into gaming in a big way and everything. And he, he texted me, he's like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm about to buy tickets for Deadpool two and solo, uh, are you in, you know, these are the dates and I'm, I'm just going to pick up tickets. <laughs> and I, I showed it to my wife and she's like, Oh, are you guys going to have a date? Is that cute? I was like, Hey man, there's nothing wrong with bro dates. I said, mommy, okay. could, could I please go and play with my new friend? <laughs> she was like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Go. So I'm going to go see Deadpool two and solo back to, you know, each week. So you see what you don't know Actually, is she Deadpool puts two's this week. Yeah, she puts both kids to bed and then she drinks wine and watches the shows that you don't watch with her. Yeah, well, <laughs> she watches West she watches Westworld and gets ahead of me. Yeah. Which is a pain in the ass. Um but yeah, I'm I'm going to see Solo. Uh 
I know absolutely nothing about it. Um, well, I know that Lando is in it, and that's it, this it. should be called Lando. Like, yeah. don't, that's do, all don't, I know. you're gonna frustrate Josh. Don't, don't do that. Yeah, don't, don't say anything because <laughs> all I know is that Lando is in it. I, I don't know anything beyond that. I haven't seen a single trailer. I haven't heard a single thing. I but I'm okay with the direction that that Disney is taking the franchise in terms of like a a, a essential numbered movie every other year, and then. An offset, cool. an offset story told. You know, yeah. like, like I'm, I'm, I'm good with this. So, but the, I, you know, where they're killing it though is in the books. the The books are amazing right now, and they are digging into so much awesome stuff within the the extended universe. That I'm reading these books, and I'm like, fuck, I want to see this as a movie. This mm-hmm. is amazing, and I'm sure and, that they have a plan for that. So, oh. I, some of them you get to see you get to see a lot of stuff from the side of the average imperial you know who may or may not be all rah rah gung ho uh hardcore imperial person um like there the there was one book uh well thrawn um where they brought uh, at grand admiral thrawn back and they they told his early story uh, you get an imperial governor, and she gets she gets deeply immersed into imperial politics and all that, but not because she's a believer, because of something else that happens in her life and her story, and it's fascinating. It's fascinating to see it from that side and see the depth of it and and the just so much that they're putting into it. It's so freaking cool to somebody who, you know, was seven years old and saw the first movie in the theater at seven when it came out. So it's just something that's been with me my entire life. And I was there from the very first one. So it's huge to see all this stuff that, you know, we were starved for as kids and now it's just everywhere. It's, it's awesome. So I'm excited to see this. And I've heard rumblings that, you know, if this does well, they're talking about like a solo trilogy or doing a whole series of movies with them, basically, which would be really cool, too, uh, as long as it works, I guess. So I'm just like so I'm not going to talk too much about like the trailers because Josh is here, but like I'll take my headphones off. You just talk. No, no, it's just uh, Childish Gambino as Lando looks amazing. Yeah. Like, he, it seems like he was destined for this role. I The marketing has made me hopeful that he's going to, like, be featured heavily in it. But I don't know if they've just pivoted the marketing because Childish Gambino stuff is blowing up. Like the marketing has heavily switched over to, like, yo, Donald Glover's in this movie. And that makes me hopeful that this is successful because, like, this could be like an iconic role for him and to have a, like a potential, like if we can get a Lando movie from this with him, like uh-huh. I would be so happy because Lando is a super interesting character. Like when you see, when he's, you know, introducing, you know, the star Wars movie, you know, the original movies, you know, he, he has like a big history and lore that sounds cool as hell. Yeah. And want to explore that. And they found like an actor who, could turn this role into an iconic role like Billy Dee did back in the day. 
So I'm excited for that. But even then, the books, in the older books at least, they touched upon a lot of of Lando stuff, which was cool. But which ones have been killed and aren't canon anymore? To all of them. (laughs) Yeah. Who Um, knows? But uh, what was I thinking about that? Um, There's just so much potential for it. Yeah. Yeah, I like him in the role. And, you know, as but I I also want to see his character from Spider-Man come back and have a bigger role. (laughs) No, no, you got to fix this. (laughs) Uh, Because I I don't know if you know, uh, like when he was on Community in like 2010, he was campaigning to be Miles Morales. Mm. And at the time. It got such big traffic on like Reddit and Twitter. Uh, Sony made his show Community that he was on, and Sony, you know, obviously makes Spider Man. They had to go to him and have him issue a statement saying like, "Please, guys, it's, it's please stop bothering them about me being Miles Morales." Uh, so people were really excited when he was in, you know, the new Spider Man. But obviously, yeah. he's not Miles. But yeah, yeah. It, but now he's in that Disney family, so hopefully he can grow in Homecoming. Or not Homecoming, whatever, uh, Spider-Man 2. Well, but that's the thing. Um, the way Marvel is, whatever role you get, that's your role for, you know, unless you fuck up in a big way. <laughs> that's or that's basically your role. Or much money. Yeah. Terrence um, Howard, even so, us with Don Cheadle. But did they, did he have a name in that? Was it a name? Yeah, role? he's actually he... a character from the comics. Um, But it's, it's like, a, he's... The character, I don't know the character's name, but it's one of those characters that is always someone that's in trouble type of character. Yeah. Like, doesn't take, like, a huge role in the comics, but is, like, one of those consistent, like, oh, this guy again type of thing. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. just, I didn't, I don't know, I didn't put it all together. Um, but I figured he was semi-important just because it was Donald Glover. I'm like, you wouldn't yeah. just take an actor like that for just like a nothing role, you know, yeah, have him pop twice for like three, four lines. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we've run that into the ground. So, <laughs> all right. So next question comes from Darth Dor- Dorkelson. Dorkelson. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you like grilled cheese sandwiches? Um, I do. Yeah. Hashtag Darth. Me? No. Yes, with like thinly sliced tomatoes in between. Fantastic. Two slices of cheese. <laughs> yeah. My dad used to make uh, what he calls open face grilled cheese sandwiches. He would actually put the tomatoes on top and put cheese over them as well. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I might need to look into this. Uh... <laughs> I think it's, yeah, I think it might be a thing. Open face grilled cheese. Um, so, but those are fun too, like short questions like that. So, like I said, guys, nothing's really off the table. So, um, so maybe this next one. <laughs> Benny McLean using hashtag AskPS Nation. Have you ever owned a wallet with a chain? No. Fuck no. I, no, I don't think I have. I, I'm trying to think. Like, I don't think I have. <laughs> I, I worked with a guy who had one, and I just. Oh. <laughs> Did like, he wear Jinko jeans, too? No, no. It was just, uh, it suited his personality. I was like, yeah, of course. When I saw it, I was like, of course. <laughs> See a juggalo? Ugh. Yeah. Wallet yeah. chain. Why? It's um, like people that wear a belt clip with their cell phone. Like, no. Yeah. 
Don't do it. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna. So real quick, just because I um, so main Terry um, on Facebook, he sent it to us about a week ago. We missed it. So as some of you know, I'm stationed overseas. Um, I'm due to return to the U.S. this summer, and I'm interested in getting uh, PlayStation View instead of cable TV. What are you guys' opinions of the service? Pros and cons versus cable. Um, how are the regional selections different? So Josh, you had View for a little bit. I did. Yeah. Okay. We had to drop it because. Um, Viacom Networks got into a tiff with Sony about payments, about uh, uh, whatever the value of everything was. And Sony said, well, we're not going to pay you more because then we'd have to up the cost to our subscribers. And Viacom said, all right, screw you. And they took all of the Nickelodeon Networks and MTV and all that other stuff and walked away. And the moment that all disappeared... I had no use for it because the kids watch Nick Jr. <laughs> and that was a main part of what we needed. So it made a big dent for me and suddenly it was not something I needed anymore or wanted, uh, which is why I moved to DirecTV now. I don't think they ever fixed that. Did Are those channels back? Do you guys know? Uh, they are not. They, they I have, have okay. PlayStation View. So okay. That yeah, is my so primary you, cable service. So that's one thing you need to look into. There are chunks of channels like that because when when one um, company like Viacom, which owns like 20 different channels, when they decide, well, we're not playing anymore, a ton of the a ton of your lineup goes dark and just and, disappears. Yeah, and that goes for anything, any television yeah. service, not just PlayStation View. Like these, yes, these services but, all have issues in general. So yeah, I mean that that happens with cable companies all the time. But right. they're cable companies and they're huge and they work it out. Mm-hmm. Sony is not going to work that out. Sony's like, we're not paying, and, and they're also the new kids, so they probably get pushed around yeah. a little bit. Yeah, definitely. So, um, that's one thing you need to keep in mind. When I had it, I had it at the beginning. And there were often issues with um, things skipping or things jumping back to the beginning. You're halfway through a show and suddenly it would jump back to the beginning and start over. Um, There were a lot of little quirky issues like that at the time. I'm assuming all that's been ironed out by now, but I I don't know. Yeah. So. So I have it. Um. I dropped cable for it, um, partially because like the cable was just kind of crazy expensive, and I the I, I needed better internet, like in general, like in terms of I pay separately for my internet, and then um, I bounced around a couple of different ISPs to find one that didn't have a cap. Um, something to keep in mind that I don't know if it's just a PlayStation View problem or if it's a um, streaming problem, but when I did have like I f- really feel like watching like an hour of live television on PlayStation View took up like three gigs of of my cap you know like like these cable companies give you like a terabyte a month thing and watching a couple of you know like that with a family of three or four people in the house watching tv like that would add up very quickly god forbid if you leave the tv on or overnight or something too <laughs> um so but i like it um it's that what i don't like about it is um not being able to watch multiple not being able to watch it on multiple ps4s yeah, that's a big issue. At the same time. Yeah. So like in the, my family room, we have a PS3 hooked up 
that has View on it, and then in my office, my PS4 is in here that has View on it, and so my son doesn't watch View on his PS4 in the in the in the family room. And then, but if you have a Roku or Google uh, Chromecast or Amazon Fire or any of those things, like you can watch it on there. Um, the DVR thing is kind of nice. Um, the only and I haven't really noticed if this has been as big of a problem, but I did notice it before. I feel like like because I watch a lot of sports. Um, like if I would uh, be watching like I was a bas- ask about that. Yeah, I, I'd be watching like a basketball game or something like that, and um, I would like turn it off, or I would like be watching it in my office, and I'd go upstairs to lay down and finish watching it, and it would put me back to where I stopped watching it. Um, downstairs, and that's not really something I wanted, and I would have a hard time getting it to go back to live. Like it's not, it didn't feel like it was a simple fast forward thing, but. I haven't really f- suffered that issue, but I also haven't switched back and forth. Um, and then in terms of locale, like it has all my, you know, Fox Sports Detroit, um, you know, like the, the, you know, Fox Sports One, um, ESPN, those things are all there. I haven't ran into any blackout issues. Like I haven't been able to not watch a Lions game that hasn't been sold out, or not watch a Tigers game. You know, like so I'm not running into any local blackout issues or anything like that. But I also don't think I think you are region based, so like I don't think like if Josh wanted to, like as an example, if um if Josh for you know was from Michigan like I am and he wanted to watch the Tigers, I don't think he could get like Fox Sports Detroit on view in no. New Jersey. No, but you can't do that with any of the things. You what you have to do so is get the pass. You buy the MLB right. um package, which I have the MLB and the NHL packages. I've had them forever. Um, because when I moved to North Jersey, I couldn't get any of the flyers or Phillies or any of that stuff up here. Um, but speaking of sports and I don't know how well that's been ironed out in the New York market. Um, like the yes network and everything, right? Well, yeah, a lot of the, there's, there's a ton of them up here because they all had to have their own damn thing. So, Um, MSG networks, uh, which cover the hockey and the basketball, essentially. The stuff played at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Um, but the one of the cable companies owns that. Right. And they're very pissy about all of it. So um, it actually just came to DirecTV Now uh, a couple months ago. And they finally added in Sports New York, which covers the Mets. And um, the Yes Network was always there because they want to get that fucking thing on everywhere because right. it's the fucking Yankees. Fuck them. Um, <laughs> but I think just so, like do your research, like like wherever you're yeah, gonna live, like yeah. do your research. All I do feel like a la carte. Oh, excuse me. I do feel like a la carte services are the way to go. Like we have PlayStation View. There's different tiers that are offered. You can go with a lower or mid tier. We have Hulu without commercials. So like you know, like the fast forwarding through the DVR on PlayStation View isn't the most intuitive thing. Like you you can't really tell where you are or where you can kind of like on other DVRs where when you fast forward you can kind of see where the scenes are going and you're like oh play like the show's back and it'll go back like five seconds or whatever. PlayStation View's forwarding and rewinding is awful. Um, I have a yeah. question. Yeah. Yep. How does it handle recording like a sports game that go into overtime? Because I had a problem when I did a trial with them, where it would only record I don't know the, the schedule. I don't. Rec- time. I don't. I'm not a weird person that records live sports. <laughs> I try to record wrestling, and it always goes ten minutes overtime. 
Um, what I would, and what it I only would, recorded. The I love it how he called it a sport, and now it calls it wrestling. Sports entertainment. <laughs> um, I didn't want I, to say, my I recommendation for that would be just to record the just to favorite the show that comes on after it. And when I did that, it would still only. Oh yeah, then I would have to do both of that. That's a pain yeah. in the ass. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, and know, I'd have like, to get Chris Lee knows best. Right. What the yeah, hell? like D- DVRs used to have the setting on it where you could tell it to record thirty minutes after. You know. Yeah. But this is this is the kind of shit that you know was figured out. 10, 15 years ago, and it still pops up on these services. Well, the problem, see, that, so like with with PlayStation View, like PlayStation View isn't. I wouldn't really call it a DVR. Like, and they call it a DVR because that's how they brought they advertise it to people, and that's what people understand. You're essentially just marking yeah. that you like a show, and then you're like it's pulling the show from its database whenever you want to watch it. It's a very yeah. limited season pass. But <laughs> but I was saying I, I I say that because Directv now currently has nothing in terms of a dvr or or saving mm-hmm. shows or anything like that but for the past couple of months i've been in the beta for the next version of it and that's what they've been testing out in a big way and it's a whole revamp of the user interface and there's some really really cool things in there that are coming and the way they're working on the the dvr functionality and everything it's it's. It looks like it's going to be good um, mm-hmm. from everything I've been messing around with. Now, you do. You need to. You really need to look into. Go to the websites. Put in your zip code, and they'll show you exactly what's available. What all the pricing is between the two. Even if um, Nick Nickelodeon hadn't been pulled from PlayStation View, I probably would have found my way to Directv now. Um, I love that. Well, the reason I got it is because they gave me a free Apple TV with it. Um, Does DirecTV now work on PlayStation Four? No. Okay. No, it's I have an Apple TV hooked up to the TV, and it's just through that. Right. Um, but you can do it uh, on your tablet or yeah, your like phone, the Roku's and, and Fire Sticks, and push it. Yeah, and and, and all those. Yeah. Um, so it just, it's much more stable. It's, it's, it feels much more, it felt much more stable out of the gate than PlayStation view ever did. Mm-hmm. Um, which makes sense. I mean, it's, they it's, know, they know what they're doing. It's AT&T <laughs> and it's part of direct TV. Yeah. They, they do this. <laughs> so, um, they knew what they were doing from the start. So it's the, it baffled me though, that, you know, at, the time whenever it was 2015 16 whenever i first got it um that there was no dvr functionality Mm -hmm. at all like how could you launch a service like this and expect to compete with absolutely nothing in terms of that it was baffling um but they're finally getting around to it and they're taking their time with it and what they're doing looks really cool in terms of the user interface and everything else that they're building into it so yeah, just do your research first. Um, stay, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend like in this day and age, like Comcast and Time Warner and Charter. Like they need to, <laughs> they need to evolve. I wouldn't recommend them at all. Yeah. So, so the the things you really need to look at, you know, look at the main channel lineups. Look at see if you know the main channels that you're interested in are there on the service, and look at the local channels, including the sports stuff. Um, because if those things aren't there, then and you're into sports, 
you're fucked because you can't get it if you can't buy like if I'm in New York and they didn't have um right you know and I wanted that and they didn't have Sports New York which they didn't on DirecTV now for a long time and I say I was a Mets fan ew um <laughs> <laughs> they, they uh you couldn't buy the baseball package and watch the Mets because yeah. you're in the local market. That's the same so situation you, I ran into. Fucked. So that was yeah, like, I, I didn't get rid of cable because of baseball and because of football and hockey and stuff like that. Like, yeah. I wouldn't be able yeah. to watch the Tigers. I'm like, oh, I'll just buy the MLB package. Like, I'm too close to Detroit. Like, yeah. I would be blacked out, which, you know, it cost me 140 bucks and I can't watch a local team. Stupid. Yeah, it is. It's, <laughs> it's completely insane. But, you know, that's, that's the one thing I have. Like, I, I'm not thrilled that I'm, that I have to buy. Actually, no, I do kind of like having the packages now that I think yeah. about it because I like being, because like with hockey, especially I'm, I'm a Flyers fan. Yes, but I am a hockey fan first and I will watch any hockey game anytime, anywhere. And those equate you know? to almost a dollar a game. Like, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not that big a deal. And I do that all the time. Like I would watch if the Flyers were on, I would watch the Flyers and then I'd watch, a West Coast game, and it would always be either the Sharks or Oilers or the Knights, Golden Knights this year. Um, so I had my West Coast teams that I would watch religiously, um, just because I could. Now it's amazing that you can pretty much watch any game you want at any time, and you can even—they're all archived for you. Too. Right, so that's you the cool part. Yeah, watch any of them. It's, so it's you wouldn't awesome. have to record the live sporting event, yeah. Michael. Yeah. So. Yeah, I do your research, but you know, it's they all have their their minor issues here and there. You know, it depends on what's really important to you. All right. Last question of the night from Noah Arcio, maybe. Sorry, um, using hashtag #AskPSNation. Why can't we have more wrestling talk? Because you hear Josh and I snore. <laughs> because I'm Daniel Bryan, Josh and Dave. Are Vincent Hunter <laughs> hashtag PS Nation Yes Wait, Movement? So do I get to be I get to be Triple H then, right? You guys can fight over that. He's older. Okay, Vince is older, Dave, so I, Josh I'm is six, Vince. I get to be Vince McMahon. Yeah. Okay, so I can shut all this shit down. Oh, yeah, yeah. And go nice. make the XFL. Sweet. Yeah, make you can make XHL Extreme Hockey League. Go for it. <laughs> Fighting is back. Fighting is back. Yeah, it's pretty fascinating that fighting just kind of, like they said, it just kind of evolved out of the game for the most. It's still there. There's fighting, but for the most part, it's... It's not part of the show, really. It's dramatically down. Yeah. Well, it's a speed game now. Yeah. It's insane how you fast really, You don't really see a ton of enforcers anymore either. So. Yeah, there aren't really. Every, every single player from first to fourth line, the skill level is up on all of them, and they have to be good and fast and... And that's what Vegas is. It's they roll four lines because they they picked speed guys and and character guys, and that's why they've had this success. It's crazy. There, there's too much money in hockey to fight again. <laughs> no, fights are still there. Yeah. No, but like happen, to be but... as bad as they were. Oh yeah, you're never gonna like... have, you're never gonna see a Colorado Detroit thing again. <laughs> oh yeah, there was there was a game. Uh, there was a Caps game when I was down in school. There was a Caps Flyers game, and I set the VCR to record it. And I thought, well, I'll just record whatever's after it, you know, just <laughs> just to be safe. Because you're smarter than Michael. Holy shit! When we got back, 
it was uh, the game. I think the game hadn't ended yet. And we were gone for like four and a half hours. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is going? Is this a replay? And it wasn't. There were something like four or five hundred penalty minutes in the game. Yeah. It was insane. It was it, it was one of the craziest games uh, between the Flyers and Caps, and they had some nasty games. I'll, in, yeah, in I'll still periodically YouTube that Mike Vernon Patrick Waugh fight. <laughs> <laughs> the Flyers had a couple of those too. Yeah. There were there were a bunch of goalie fights that year. Yeah. I think it was that that one year it was everybody was fighting. It was crazy. Yeah, that's cool. Sports, 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 sports. sports <laughs> no, I mean, sports. if you want some wrestling questions, as long as they don't make them talk for like thirty minutes, like we'll let we'll let MJC have his have have his like half a spotlight for a little bit. I, I can ho- I can restrain myself a little bit and like hold it, hold it for like at least fifteen, ten. <laughs> All right, so okay. cool. <laughs> that's it for this week. Uh, next week, I think Michael will be able to review his glasses. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I okay. should, and then I'll be able to talk about uh, Black Ops Four. Nice, maybe. No, I know for sure. Okay, um, and the um, I will finally get the. Uh, I wrote it this week, so I will re- be doing the review. I wanted to wait a couple to get some significant time with it to give it a, a true review, but I will be reviewing that the modded uh, or the custom controller from Evil Controllers called Evil Shift. That will be next week. Um, hopefully, that review gets up on the site uh, next week to ten days. Um, and uh, no, Josh has got a couple things, um, some tennis games that he needs to review, I believe. A tennis game. A tennis game, yes. And a couple other things. So we might have a, a pretty uh, heavy hit and review episode again next week, like we did a couple weeks ago. So, uh, But keep sending the hashtag AskPSNation questions. Again, you don't have to wait for us to send the, the, the question out or whatever. Just go ahead and use the hashtag, and we'll see it when we search for it. Um, and then you can also send emails to podcast at PSNation.com. And please remember to uh, take a few minutes and leave a review for us on the you know Google Play or Podcast Addict or iTunes or whatever. We would appreciate it. And give us some stars. It'll move us up the list. Yep. And... Tell me I'm pretty. <laughs> and we appreciate you guys taking the time. Have a great week. Bye. Lando.